as speech pathologists, we, we do really get it. We understand the importance of communication and, and social connections. And it's important to learn that how one way of treating or, or working with a, a client isn't necessarily going to be what works for another client in a different state or from a different tribe. If we've got assessment findings that are robust, then we don't have to make any presumptions. And I strongly believe in the value and worth of what we do and the difference we make. Hello, and welcome to Speak Up, Speech Pathology Australia's podcast. Each week, we feature a conversation about an area or topic related to all things speech pathology. Let's hear what this week's contributors have to say. Hi everyone, I'm Jane Delaney and I'm the Senior Advisor for Early Childhood and Education. Today I'm fortunate to be speaking with Catherine Marrington. Catherine is the National Manager of Speech Pathology at Good Start Early Learning. Welcome Catherine. <laughs> Thanks Jane, it's so good to be here. Catherine, can you tell me about your background as a speech pathologist? Yeah, absolutely. So I have spent my entire career working with children uh, my very first job as a new graduate was with Disability Services um, Queensland, well, formerly known as Disability Services in their family and early childhood team. Um, and then from then, I've just always been drawn to positions where I can work with, with children and families with complex and varied communication needs. So I've found myself in different positions working with children um, with diverse cultural and language backgrounds and, and particularly in that area of developmental delay um, and disabilities. Uh, a few years after um, I left uni, I moved up to Darwin, which in itself just created a whole new range of experiences working in government and non-government early intervention services. And that sparked another interest area when I moved back to Queensland around Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander e-health service. So um, as you can see, I suppose I've, I've moved through lots of different roles, but um, I guess my heart has been in the early years. And particularly when I became a mum and went into private practice, I, I got a taste for how important it is to have, some, have that speech pathology lens, I suppose, in early learning centres when my children started going there. So um, yeah, good start. Early learning was a really perfect fit for me when the opportunity came, presented itself, I suppose. Great. It sounds like you've done lots of, you know, you've had lots of different experiences as a speech pathologist. And now you say your focus really is on that early childhood um, space. And I'm aware Good Start have speech pathologists as, as core staff in some of your centres. Can you tell me a little bit more about that? Yeah, we do. And, and it's, it's quite a unique um, approach that we do have in some of our select Good Start centres. So we as you may or may not be aware that we have over 600 centres nationally, um, but some of the centres we know have got a significant number of children enrolled that might be facing disadvantage for a range of different reasons. So I guess we at, at Good Start saw that there's an opportunity to do more in those areas and for those families to ensure that they're meeting some of their, their learning and educational outcomes, I suppose. Um, so Good Start now employs speech pathologists in 40 centres across Australia and that looks like a tiered approach. So across the entire organisation and then within the wider social inclusion team. Um, our approach 
is really mixed and varied depending on the actual needs of the particular centres that we have got speech pathologists working in. So we look at some some targeted professional development for teachers and educators. We we try to embed some some high quality key practices into the centres and then we also coach educators on specific communication needs of children. So yeah, it's it's a it's a really exciting model to be to be a part of and it's coming up oh let's see over seven years now if I've done my maths right for speech pathologist I'm a terrible math mathematician um but it was started back in 2012 as a placement partnership with Flinders University in South Australia and we found out through um opening up some student placements in good start centers that this was a real opportunity to have have more of a consistent speech pathology lens within early learning outside of the placement times so we could really see the benefit that that student placements were having so 2013 uh, the first internal speech pathologist was was employed and and since then it's just been a constant revision and review of what we're doing in centers to make sure that it's it's the best possible practice and and it's effective for children Wow, that's amazing to hear um, and so great that you've got um, speech pathologists embedded across the services. Um, can you tell me a bit more about the philosophy of, of the service within your centres? Um, I've, I guess, touched on a bit about what it, what it looks like, but I think it's important to, to loop back around and talk a bit more about like Good Start's, Good Start's purpose and, and why we, ha- we know that this is imp- important for children. So we are non-for-profit early learning and we are Australia's largest provider of early learning and care. So we've got the capacity to reach so many children across Australia. And we know that um, more and more Australian children are attending early learning. And so we've got the opportunity to, to leverage that attendance and so that we can enhance outcomes um, for wellbeing and development of children, particularly those um, who are the most vulnerable. Um, just thinking more about the philosophy of our speech pathology service particularly, it's different to previous clinical roles in that it's very collaborative. Um, we are part of the core centre team and, and the speech pathologists aren't the only allied health that we we work with and in some of these, these selected centres. So we've got occupational therapists, child and family practitioners, and the educators and teachers all work together. And we try to come up with some, we take each of our different lenses to, to enhance um, the learning opportunities for children. So our part particularly is to apply that speech pathology lens to early child would practice not to replace it, um, not to try to, to fix it or anything like that, but just to really ensure that that communication is is front and centre for children right from birth through to school age. So how can speech pathologists add value to the outcomes of children um, when working as part of that team in early, early learning centres? Oh, gosh. Um, well, I guess this comes back to a lot of the work we do is always always revisiting what's been published in the literature. And, and 
I guess we know that children will be exposed to lots of different language. So um, varying language at home and in the early learning and long daycare settings. So, and we know that if both environments are less talkative, then children just are not getting enough opportunities to develop that, that rich vocabularies that we know that they need um, for success um, throughout life. So we see that speech pathologists have got that unique like training and background and our viewpoint to really highlight the, the importance of early language development um, and even the way that the tips and tricks and ways that we interact that come quite naturally um, to us within the profession, um, we can really share that knowledge and, and enhance, enhance those environments um, on, on a daily basis. It's, it's actually really exciting because we don't, sorry if I get on a bit of a rant here because I do get excited about the fact that sometimes speech pathologists only get to, to see children for such a small part of their day and, and we recognise that we're not the agents of change and that's the same in the early learning environment these educators can are with children through everyday routines and activities in in play in meal times and so if we can support them to just be creating these beautiful rich environments of language uh, that's exciting and varied then i think the flow and effect is 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 huge and the impact on children is really, really huge. Yeah, it is. Um, Catherine, I just love the passion that you express when you talk about working in the early childhood space. Um, personally, myself, that's an area that I've done a lot of work and continue to, to obviously focus on clinically, but also within my role at SPA. Yeah, it's, I guess it's easy to get excited about some of this work because I think I'm always seeing different ways that having speech pathologists based in centre supports, supports the families um, across the board. Like, for example, um, we know this year more than, more than ever that early learning centres have been an ongoing hub of stability and safety um, for families. And it's it has become that place that they, they would turn to when they need a bit more help with their children. They feel safe with the educators to be able to say, look, oh, I'm not sure if everything's going well with my child or if, is their language a little bit delayed? So we're creating a space where they don't fear that they're going to be judged. They don't feel that they might have to, um, that their child's skills might be, be looked upon in, in a way that's maybe confronting or negative. So because that's that relationship has been set up, we've found that centres that are really well connected to their community and that are, are proactive in supporting families can actually help them to access what can sometimes be a really tricky maze of services um, when looking for, for ongoing speech pathology support. And and also we realise that some families, due to their own personal circumstances and, and various vulnerabilities, may have had some negative experiences at school or, or when trying to access services previously. So um, it's just having the speech pathologist in centre can really help be that link between, between the early learning and also how to have that ongoing support in schools. So um, that's just been really lovely to see how effective that has been in some of the centres. 
Yeah, that's great to hear. Um, can you tell me about your experiences working with early childhood educators? The, the key thing I've noticed, and so and some of our, my team are, are always saying it, that um, it is such a, a, a diverse a diverse workforce there is um, in the early learning centres. We, as you know, there's there's varying levels of of educational backgrounds, qualifications, and and like any other workforce, there's um, educators whose own experiences with learning language, um, with with communication in their home when growing up, or with their own children, is very different. Um, so one thing we, we've noticed that it's really important to to find out this information, and I know that sounds um, that sounds like something. Of course, it, it is really basic, but the levels of where educators are starting from is so so very different. So when we're coaching, we have to have an understanding of where they're coming from and and what might be some un, ingrained beliefs beliefs around child development, around language, and what their role is to play, but when we do have that shared understanding of what they're really motivated to to do differently or to learn from, um, then they their connection with children is helps create that the the difference, I suppose. So it's it's multi layered. Um, I'm not sure if I've been <laughs> particularly clear there. What would you say is kind of key in that space? Um, it's relationships between um, speech pathologists and the educators is is really the number the number one most important um, tenet of I suppose of any approach is that the educators and the speech pathologists need to come together they need to respect each other's each other's knowledge each other's experiences in order to to move forward and address the goals as a team um, and and that's yeah, that has just been shown time and time again in our centres that we need to build that relationship first, learn about the environment that you're working into and the complexities, um, and then you can work, walk, work and walk forward, I suppose, together. Yeah, great. That collaboration and relationship is just key to lots of work that we do as speech pathologists. But I imagine in that space that it it is um, even more important given that you're entering into someone else's um, or what's traditionally seen as their workspace. But in your instance, you've obviously got um, that focus where you are um, working as a, as a big team. So it's really, really good to hear. So before we finish up, is there anything else you'd like to share with our members? Uh, I guess I really want to encourage any speech pathologists who are who are interested in working in this area to explore some of the the national um initiatives that are out there there are some funding grants there's lots of happening on a state and a national level because there's an increased awareness of of how um, beneficial the speech pathology lens is in early early learning and but having said that, um, just to reiterate that last point around those that collaboration being so important is that it's just it's not as simple as facing yourself in a centre and providing therapy in a similar way that you might work um, with parents. Um, within that early learning centres, there's frameworks, there's regulation, there's and there's pedagogy that covers every aspect of child development. And and I think it's okay for us as speech pathologists to re- to 
to recognize that that's unfamiliar to us and that there might be a lot for us to learn in order to be effective in that space. So um, I think that just reinforces the need for increased speech pathology placements and, and yeah, increased understanding of, of the complexities of, of the early, early learning environment. So That's great. Thank you so much for speaking with us today, Catherine. Um, it's great to hear about all the good things or great things that Good Start are doing. And SPA as an organisation obviously have, um, are involved in many initiatives within those um, crucial years of, of, of early childhood development. So um, it's been really nice to hear about the fact that there are speech pathologists working across that sector, which is, which is new. And hopefully we will be doing some more promotion and advocacy in that space as an organisation. So... Um, that's great. Oh, absolutely. It, it's, it's so great to be able to, to talk about the work that's happening in the space. So thanks, Jane. Thanks for your time today, Catherine. We hope you enjoyed this week's conversation. Remember to subscribe to the podcast and share it with your colleagues. Thank you for listening and bye for now.